Attention tadpoles, you are now listening to the host of Where I Belong, the Frog King himself, David Corbo. Three, two, one, zero. Thank you for tuning in to another wonderful episode of Where I Belong. My guest today is the great Andrew Baxter of Bleach Media Official. What's up, brother? What's happening, man? Nothing much. You like how I prefaced that with great? I saw that, and my eyebrows went up. I, I saw like, that. Who, me? Would, um, you, um, <laughs> would you consider what you do... Uh, you're a you're a visual effects artist. Is that yeah, a good I, way to sum that up? Um, yeah, I you know I would say I'm mostly just an editor. Uh, mm. So I've been as like a career job. I've done um, camera and editing for like the last six or seven years. Um, and yeah, so re and then just in the past year, I kind of started with those like uh, I guess I've called them and my friends making fun of me call them bobblehead animations right <laughs> and dude sorry I'm, I'm trying to figure out this eyeline right here so i'm looking at you oh you're uh, I, I think it's uh oh yeah i know that's the thing right what the hell do you look at i just look at you i don't know what okay. the hell the audience sees me looking at they might think that i'm uh i'm a little off i'm just staring out for the outer space but for the for the audience for the viewers i'm just looking, looking at, at you looks yeah good. i'm looking at them dead in the okay. eyes man dope dude um yeah so anyway the bobbleheads the bobblehead animations were more in the past year and actually then my work has shifted a little more to be like fx specialized but what's so funny is it's like it, it's really ghetto dude like the whole thing is not nice uh animation so it's like yeah effects loosely i guess well i i think i imagine that what you do with those bobblehead effects um is probably just by the the sound of you know and and the terminology the ghettoness of it it's probably easier than some of the more technical things that you've learned but that seems to be the catalyst for your page lighting fire i mean it was always great but some of those bobblehead animations to take something so seemingly simple it's like the flapping heads from south park when they do when they make fun of canadians right and yeah. it is I mean I wanna I wanna throw uh, some some glory in the direction of your Game of Thrones video because oh man thanks dude I have never seen a video that was done for podcasters because that's that's primarily what you do is comedians and podcasters right that's I mean yeah in terms of that that that's as far as I want to go is for right because it's fun exactly it's fun that's that fun stuff and. That was one of the few things I've seen where I'm like, I want more of this. I want more of this world that you kind of, you know, messed around with where all the different kingdoms are run by different right, podcasters. Right. And, oh, my God, I don't know what it was. Something about that was so funny. And having Bobby Lee narrate it, yeah, uh, it was uh -huh. absolutely perfect, dude. That was one of my favorite things that you've done, hands down. I appreciate that, man. And, yeah, that's actually, like, one of my favorites, too, because, one, I'm dying – I like I love Game of Thrones, but um, to be able to find that bit of audio, I'd, I had actually wanted to do a Game of Thrones one for a while and hadn't gotten around to it. And the second I heard Bobby Lee talking about the kingdoms in that, I'm like, oh, my God, he's got to be, you know, called Drogo. And then and kind of went from there. But I appreciate that, man. And um, 
I am looking to build more worlds like that. And uh, right now with Bleach, like, because there's been so many stages, but you've kind of seen from, I think you were there when it really wasn't that big as it is as it is now and it's not like huge or anything but in that like niche comedy uh world or whatever yeah um and now it's been interesting because like i would love to i'm trying to find a little time in between posting just all, all these really quick content ones to maybe build that out for people uh not game of thrones but like i like the world building and thinking of like well what what else could happen in there um but also, I'd be down to remake Game of Thrones with podcasters. Dude, <laughs> people that... People want to do it. I can't, I can't get over that angle, man. It was so cool. Uh, I had to run and show my wife. You know, oh, every time awesome. I, she's asking me, she's like, oh, who are you having on today? And I'm like, it's Andrew Baxter of Bleach Media. And she'll kind of just be listening to me. And I'm like, remember the Game of Thrones edit? And she's like, oh, that's so cool. Game of Thrones. Yeah, that's dude. Awesome. I mean, I imagine you're a huge fan. I'm a massive fan. And we've got yeah. uh, a short countdown, buddy, until it's back. I know. I've been uh, I've been seeing all the hype teasers and just getting some ideas. But, yeah, I am, uh, I'm a big time, like – you know, fantasy and, and they keep it real though. But I, I'm really grew up on like Lord of the Rings and, uh, right. Nar Chronicles of Narnia, uh, when I was a kid. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely down with that kind of, uh, fantasy world type vibe. And it's so funny to put crass characters in that, uh, for me, a movie that I thought really actually did a funny job to kind of start that. Have you ever seen the one with Danny McBride and Franco, uh, your Royal Highness oh, or your Highness? Yeah, um, where they're, it's basically Kenny Powers in as a knight in like olden times. Is that what it was uh, called? Your Highness? I think it, it <laughs> or maybe I know I'm exactly what you're talking high. about. I don't know. I haven't seen that movie in so long. I think I got to play. You just reminded me of it. That yeah. Is, uh, I completely forgot about that. And I remember it being awesome. Yeah. And I, I think that's like uh, part of the appeal of um, the bleach thing is because it's really funny to see these crass characters in a situation where that maybe people would have been done more seriously thing, things right. like that. But instead it's the Godfather and Chris is like talking about rubbing his taint on Callan. <laughs> <laughs> and just being so disrespectful, but it works in a weird way. Oh, man, uh, they're they're great. They're, it's some of my favorite stuff. I think, uh, you know, you kind of said that you grew up with Lord of the Rings and Chronicles of Narnia and stuff. Big oh, time. Absolutely. Oh, did you see? Tell me a little. Oh, Chef. Hell yeah, yeah, I got a little Chef. Oh, man. Um, yeah, season one of South Park, when it came out on DVD, I think I was in like second or third grade. So... For me, um, being able to watch any R-rated movies, the big battle for me was Mortal Kombat and South Park. Hell yeah. I was diehard South Park fan. I would like fake sick at school even so I could stay home when season one came out and just like go over the episode. So I used to, my mother bought Bigger, Longer and Uncut, uh, the VHS. Right. And okay, yeah. dude, every time she was at work, uh, you know, there was a little bit of time between when I got out of school and my mom got home from work. And during that time, I would always run my buddies over to my house and we'd watch Bigger, Longer and Uncut. And the the, the sequence that he chains together, that Cartman chains together with the big uh, curse word sequence. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Where he's like, uh, King Kamehameha. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, man. It's when he has the chip in him that doesn't allow him to swear. 
and the okay, chip right, malfunctions. Right. And so he uses the the malfunctioning chip to electrocute. I forgot who it was. Maybe it was Saddam or 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 or, or uh, Satan or somebody like that. But to do it, he has to swear. So he chains together this like uh, five yeah, minute yeah, yeah. long, okay. and it's the best. And me and my friends did everything within our power to to memorize that chain oh, yeah. of swear words and then throw it at each other every opportunity that we got. But bigger, longer, and uncut. I always tell people I don't like musicals, but. Uh-huh. That movie was essentially a musical. It was a hundred musical, and that uh, I have the same kind of thing. I've never been a big Broadway show tunesy type guy, um, but I respect that. Like you know, Family Guy. I think uh, Seth MacFarlane does a great job of that and in incorporating it into pop culture. And honestly, I wish I knew more about it because it would make my writing and just me a better person. But um. Yeah, Matt and Trey are probably like Book of Mormon was like the only play I've really enjoyed that much. I saw Hamilton too, actually. I did I did enjoy Hamilton way more than I thought I would. Dude, I don't know. I can't get behind it. Like we're rapping about presidents and for some reason I just my brain just turns off when I hear that I'm Oh well you have to turn that part of your brain off. Because that part's always gonna be there. I didn't yeah, watching it, it was like that was in. I was like that part of me was the get out in the sunken place. Uh, yeah, exactly. Saying, like you, you know what's up. But um, no, I thought I thought it was awesome. I thought Book of Mormon was great. And uh, Matt and Trey, I for me, it just like it was so cool. They kept it like punk rock. Uh, <clears throat> it's just a different thing, and it was kind of like I bleach. I really like um. You know, it's passed around a little bit. And like when they first made their teaser that got them any gigs, it was just like a holiday card, I think, for an executive. Really? Uh, and and yeah, and that was passed around the industry. And people were like, what the fuck is this? I think it was like Jesus beating up Santa or Jesus, Santa and a snowman fighting for Christmas, which is a great idea. Right. It uh, is. So, yeah, they're awesome. And I've heard just on the rumor mill, like. Sometimes they have parties out here in L.A. So one of my uh, goals would be to attend one of those parties at some point. Oh, please. To me, that that's that's not even a goal. That's tip of the mountain at that. Yeah, that's top of the mountain. Oh, absolutely. I've heard they're chill. Oh, I I believe it. I mean, if you look at their sense of humor, they have to be just a couple of bros like you just want to hang out with them and, and shoot the shit. But you mentioned before about how you enjoyed those type of movies and and that type of world chronicles of narnia and lord of the rings and everything and i i you know every time i think about that like it's one of my favorite genres of game to play like i don't really play a whole lot of xbox or anything but when i do i'm usually hunkered down in like skyrim or or like the witcher or something like that because that world it's amazing how well fleshed out that world is yeah like the world of elves and dwarves and 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 goblins and dragons like holy shit there there's so much lore in there like whoever kicked that ball into motion i just wonder i i don't know who i'm sure somebody could you know maybe it's it's a fiction writer somewhere a novelist or something that really set that ball into motion but that whole world is so well thought out that have you seen bright with will smith uh (laughs) i saw some pieces of it I saw what did you pieces think? of it. I mean, I I can't even judge it because I didn't see the full thing, but I know it got mixed. It got mixed reviews, right? I think I saw the ending scene, which is not the one you want to be seeing. Yeah, you like, definitely don't want to do back. that. So, um, no, I haven't. 
Oh, but man. I'll take your I, word if it's great. I haven't. I think it. it is. I mean, maybe okay, my opinion so. is skewed because of my, uh, you know, I'm not super immersed in all the newest stuff when it comes out. I mean, I'm, you know, a, a, a grown man child. So every time a Marvel movie comes out, that's my bread and butter. But other than yeah, that, yeah. I'm kind of like on the outskirts of most things that are uh, relevant as far as movies go. And I thought that it was great. I love the soundtrack yep. from it. I love the acting. I love the world that they fleshed out. I mean, if you're going in there and expecting something that it's not, it's probably because you're turned off by the idea of uh, orcs and fairies hanging out yeah. in the hood. Like if, if you no, that is a dope concept, though. Yeah, yeah. I can see that from that bird's eye view. The print, the setup is something you've never seen. It's like, yeah, mesh mesh these and it's happening a lot like you're saying you know yeah. recently and I, I think it's because people just love stories um oh yeah dude in traditional archetypal storytelling like right. um so when you deal with like yeah lord of the rings or so you were saying uh skyrim in those games i wish i was that caught up on uh video games last oh it's I that played. bad huh for me, it's it's bad. Um, but yeah, I grew up on like Zelda and uh, some Final Fantasies, you know, RPG like that. But still same premise of like yeah. world building. And I think that like just to kind of circle that back to like the Game of Thrones cut and all that, I think we're returning right now artistically due to technology back to that and franchises that more world um, type story that is being picked up. And, uh, yeah, just, you know, people, especially with technology, like beyond, you know, bobbles are just some like punk, punk rock, like I'm throwing them together really quick. They're very silly. But in terms of like VR and, um, AR and building cinema in a right engine, right. You're absolutely right. That is where that's that world is a great investment and also it's like once you build that in your um like a gaming engine you you have unlimited like camera movement and camera angles and and all that so and the world is fleshed out for you exactly it's like choose your adventure and then it becomes it's you can choose meaning based on like each individual person and and that's so crazy but i think that at that core the um the well like fantasy i guess like narrative is kind of like really solid with that world building technology right now so i think that's why there's more things like that well (laughs) i think what's really interesting is if you take it back to kind of the dungeons and dragons days right like i was watching um uh stranger things and one of the things i enjoy about stranger things is like the time period that takes place in and my wife is sitting next to me and uh, they're playing Dungeons and Dragons. And one of the kids has the, I guess, the responsibility of being the narrator of the story that they're creating. Uh, because it's, it's, I guess it wasn't as simple as roll the dice and move the pieces. It was like somebody would be there to also tell a compelling story based off of what yeah, all the, the characters the are doing. Dungeon Master, right. There we go, I've the had, Dungeon Master. Yeah, and uh, no, I thought that was actually... I, I came into that scene too late because I didn't really know how sweet it was. And then I had friends back home. I'm from Arizona originally who were like, oh, you got to stick around and do it. And it's so creative. And the game actually 
uh, is made for no boundaries to where it's like anything you can really imagine. I think it's great. And a lot of writer directors have been diehard D and D fans. See, and what I think is the significance there is people used to shit on that. And the Dungeons and Dragons community was probably very small and niche when it first came out. But the difference between the general public and the Dungeons and Dragons kids was the ability to imagine what right. was happening to them. The general public had no interest in it and thought it was silly, but the kids that were playing it had the ability to imagine this vast and expansive world around them. And what's significant now is uh, fantasy, especially the genre of knights and dragons and things of that nature, the Dungeons and Dragons type world, is becoming increasingly more popular because all the Dungeons and Dragons kids have been able to grow up and with the use of technology Dude, show you what shit. they were yeah. imagining. The, well, the other guys are at imagining. Applebee's. The exactly. other guys who are pissed, they're at Applebee's right now and they're still pissed off about it. When you think about uh, a virtual reality world, do you feel like you would like, like, I don't think I would get lost in it, but boy, I'd go pretty deep. I'd have to, if it was dope, like if it was really dope, they were just like, Hey, here's your Dungeons and Dragons world. It's crisp. It looks sexy as fuck. Go ahead and, and, and dude. Would you, uh, yeah. Like how deep would you go? I, um, so I have a little history with VR, um, Mm -hmm. just because being out here, I, um, so by the way, I'm just saying for the listeners, it's obviously going to be the nerdiest podcast. Absolutely, <laughs> bro. Lineup. So we're about to get more like computer tech type style. And I'm excited. Totally fine. I'm, da- I'm Absolutely. down with that. Um, so I so there's two main like game design engines for VR, um, I believe, that are major ones. So there's Unity, which is okay. like they design all the major games. Like a lot of the games you've mentioned, they're either made on I think Unity or this other engine called Unreal. Yeah, uh, Unreal so, Engine. Get, yeah. So I've worked with Unity as a videographer editor, not as a tech guy. You know, they hire triple PhDs out of uh, it's like Sweden and Switzerland and stuff like that. But fucking Swedes, um, yeah. All that it's sick, dude. The Swedes are smart, and and everybody there is like super down with technology. Um, right, but all their computers so, are made of chocolate. right dude um long story short i worked with this company i filmed their events and like them talking and the last one i was at they have this thing called mega city and it's this oh man and it looks like out of uh ready player one and it's like it, it there's something like millions of individual components that are all running simultaneously oh my god uh, and dude it's a full on city down to like the air conditioning units and the grime on the unit. And I'm talking stacked towers as far as the eye. Can are you see. serious? What are you Car- talking about? Cars, Where is this? It's made by unity. I think it's called like mega city. Oh and dude, God. this thing is running on its own. Like lit, like the cars are moving. It has its own time thing. And you can hear each piece of audio is tracked on, on each device around it. So the air conditioning units hum every individual one in the city each car has like 3d sound that follows it and the do you guy, think they're going to be the first ones there i don't know yeah either them or unreal and i don't know like to what extent that'll be but the last thing the guy did was he pulled it up and streamed it on his phone at the end of the thing and that was this uh this last winter you so saw like, it yeah yeah sure. how'd it look 
on the like, phone. Give me, a, give me a scale from one to 10. Like it just was exactly like without minus the people it was with, uh, it was ready player one. Have you wow. seen that yet? I have or, seen it. Yeah. 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 So it looked like that kind of like city very, I think he might've based it some on maybe their designs or if not, they were part of the team on that. Um, wow. But, but the crazy thing is like, yeah, you're going to there's all kinds of gains and experiences out now. But when it hits that city, uh, it'll be interesting. You have, have you ever read Snow Crash? I've not. I don't think I've even heard of it. OK, that's the definitive book on VR. Uh, that's really fucking sick, dude. And it's about this guy who basically is battling um well, I mean, spoilers don't really count if it's for a book, but right, it's like exactly. he's, he's battling like who church, fucking reads church and technocratic overlords are brainwashing people in the future. And only through hacking into this new uh, VR world can they like undermine that and save. OK, planet. but um, yeah, dude, really sick stuff out there, man. I'm all about that kind of shit because I think that's where it's heading. Oh, for but, sure. I'm I'm like a South Park dumb bobblehead cutout guy, but I know it's going there. But <laughs> that that ability affords you to 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 get little peeks at things and sure. to talk to people that are in the know, and just because you're you know you're in that community. So uh, yeah, what yeah. what to you is common speak amongst you know for lack of a better term your peers to me is like I I didn't even know that was something that was yeah. in the working. If you were to yeah. told me somebody just started a program where they were going to try to reach that level that ready player one type of a world i would go hmm well that's pretty far out but for you to tell me that the dude pulled it up on his phone and that i guess right now the system's running despite there being a lack of players the 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 air conditioners are humming exactly yeah uh, that's so bizarre oh crazy oh, man please give me a second somebody is uh well jesus you know, christ all good can you see me yeah, it's frozen, like, uh, staticky. But it's uh, like... I, I think, uh, for some reason, somebody is calling my phone. I guess it's, uh, all right, there we go. Anyway, um, what yeah. I was going to say is I was in the mall one day, right? And there was one of those virtual reality experiences in the mall. And so I'm walking through there, and I go, you know what? That's fine. Let's try that out. So, um, essentially, you're this character that has the ability to, to cast spells, and I've got these two controllers in my hand. They're almost like Wiimotes, but a little bit smaller, I think. And, Was it a um, Vive or did you? Or it might have been an Oculus. Oculus. Okay, cool. They had a setup in the mall with a with a a kind of a guide or whatever, a person that you know talked you through it. But um, long story short, there's these enemies popping up, and you're using your hands and you're you're casting spells at them. But since they're like fireballs and such, they they respond like a ball and I, i'm telling you it didn't matter if it was an overhand if it was off the side like you were to skip a stone anything like that it responded so flawlessly this is a couple of years back to the point where like even though your character's stationary because that was always one of my big concerns is like i don't want a goddamn omni treadmill uh you know an omnidirectional <laughs> treadmill in my house right, or anything right. like that but they kind of fixed that i don't know why i was so detached from it i was like how are they gonna do it you put fucking directional pads on the joystick and call it a day that's it you right yeah and you now don't you're need the whole setup that whole treadmill thing is crazy i don't know why i thought that but either way it was so submersive like i fell 
I fell into that slot of being that character in that world very quickly. It was very intuitive. Uh, and like I said, the most amazing thing was the way that the projectiles responded to whatever direction it was that you were throwing them. You could lob it underhand, and it would have done that. And it had an arc to it and everything. It was so strange, dude. And then it yeah, was also... Physics. That's what's yeah, crazy. The it's physics like engine the, on it. Yeah, game designers are like, you know, actual physicists physicists and scientists in the world who go in and do that it's so yeah it's so rad man and um just to spin off that like as a you know cinematographer or somebody who works with light and stuff like that what you can do in 3d now is uh you, you can almost artificially recreate scenarios and perfect environments that like you could never do with a small budget you know and and that's why i've been kind of excited to learn see more about that um utilizing even if it is just bobbleheads like you know south park really took it from actual cutout images yeah, still exactly images. you know they actually they have a pretty like sweet sweet setup you know um and so yeah seeing maybe if i could explore that a little more but the physics and stuff now even for like puppets uh so let's say i made a delia or a theo character if I rigged it and really spent, you know, and it, that's why I'm working on like a little bit bigger stuff now to really try and like get that plan. But, you know, they have ones now where it's like once you set it, rig it and artistically draw it, they will match physics with your physics or your motion cap and stuff like that to where uh, all these things are, are going to come into play for even just bait you know like what we're doing online just putting it up to insta like we have that power to do that right now if we cut on youtube more <laughs> see i don't want to butcher it but the, the way i see it is like it's somebody's job to figure out how the technology works initially and then once there's enough of a sample size where they've done enough for it like for example flames that look real like somebody's got to make the flames look real but after they get there that program is up for grabs. Yeah. And it, and it, and the next person who uses it doesn't have to do all the heavy legwork. They just get to implement it on whatever project that they see fit. And so we're like pretty close in that regard to once the once the groundwork is laid out for VR or any kind of uh, uh, computer generated graphics effects or anything like that. The, the next person can just take that and, and apply it to whatever the game is going to be. Right, you know, so it's right. like very often the first wave of games aren't great. It's once there's enough games or enough experiences, because a lot of these uh, virtual reality things aren't even necessarily games, they're experiences. Once sure. there's enough yeah, experiences yeah. out there, the next person who's got the right idea can draw from them and utilize all the same programming and everything that they yeah. did, but apply it to something that is like, you know, and I thought that was really cool too, is like, how many years ago where was it that you were seeing old people put on VR goggles and go on a roller coaster experience and freak the fuck out? Just, yeah. you know, and they had they're getting vertigo to nowadays. They would, their heads would explode, dude. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I've been seeing on your stories. It looks like you're, I mean, I don't know what you've been doing lately, but there's been a lot of, it looks like set work or something like that. What's been going on? You've been yeah, so having your hands in some projects. I've been doing, um, yeah, like, I work as a, you know, DP and an editor. So um, to pay the bills, like some days I'll do day rates on either if it's a, a TV gig or a show or it could be, um, 
you know, like a short film or something like that. But recently I, I wound up doing a few short films and like sketches and stuff like that and just filming and editing. And that's really like what Bleach started on was me just like kind of filming and editing and working with a lot of the um, upcoming L.A. comedians or people who had been there who had some like creds and respect. Like right now, Theo and Chris and Brendan and all them, like they're they're very successful at what they do and very successful in the like Los Angeles comedy scene. Um, but I spent many years working with people who were like still at the store, still at the laugh factory every night, going to all the, the mics and stuff like that. Um, and I still want to keep that going. It's been kind of crazy. Cause like the bleach thing did get action. And then I was seeing like, there's different stages of it. Cause like, it's one thing when it's building and it's growing and it's fast. Then you get the followers and you got to put out the content. And then right. I was kind of learning like, well, what do I want to put out in like what's good? And I, I've tried experiments where I was like, I'm going to post all the time and see like how that goes and people respond. Now, how do I feel when I post all the time? And then I've had, you know, more recently I haven't posted as much where I'm trying to develop these, these larger things. And I think like, you just kind of got to follow your intuition with it based on the day, the week, the time. And then over time, that'll, that comes together in a more cohesive, um, in a cohesive manner. But yeah, learn. So, so there's been like all these different stages and, uh, I kind of, when it got a little busier on there, didn't do as many of the filming and editing ones. And I didn't miss it, to be honest, because I was like, hey, man, I don't have to spend my money. I don't have to cast people. I don't have to drive with all the gear. I don't have to edit it. I don't have to get the notes back from the people. I don't have to argue about what's the funnier comedy idea. It's just like they're already crushing it. And uh, right. that, you know, I'm almost doing like I jokingly say on every interview, I'm doing like the EDM of uh, comedy a little bit because I'm taking different pieces of comedy that people love and remixing and mixing it. it yeah so it's more more like that and it's already like hilarious what they're saying like you know bleach isn't really about me it's about the comedy and like people who like bleach are more fans of the comedy versus they aren't there to see me and do like yeah i'll, I'll post a little something every once in a while but for right now um i'm trying to get like those hilarious bits and uh enhance them a little bit and it's been interesting, dude, to see like everybody's crushing it in that group. Um, and they're all like so quick at content creation that for me, I was like, OK, I got to figure out um, where I could come into that and feel like organic. You know what I mean? Because like, D's, oh, my Jesus, Chase. Yeah. Uh, bearded humor. Photoshop right. like crushes the Santinos. But in terms of output like jesus and bearded humor are they, yeah. they're so funny too man like i really enjoy it all and then like it's just so interesting being in the scene now for like because we first got in last year right it was yeah something about start? well yeah. i i actually uh i am the only person that is part of the group just because they like me because i don't really create uh well, content in that creating regard bullshit you're creating well, well, the good content you know what i mean this is like it's all so important and you know the likes and shit don't even matter man like it doesn't 
none of that matters. It's all about that that art, and you're doing the real art, which is putting this on the map, dude. And that's like, well, what I will say is, um, speaking to Mikey Klein of One by One, uh, which you know, big big shout out to Mikey. He yeah, has sure. been doing uh, the podcasting for I don't want to. I, I I think it's been like three years now, maybe more. And so when you get his perspective, it's like this didn't really exist up At until all. pretty recently. And Chase did this amazing thing where I, I often think about doing it with podcasters, but I just don't have the same uh, finger on the pulse that Chase had with uh, content as far as comedians and podcasters go. And he had the foresight to get everybody that he thought was creative and, and fun and, and you know made a lot of good stuff. And... Uh, wrangled them all into this one group called the Comedy Content Collective. And from that point on, it was like, oh, shit, now something now there's like a community based around it, which I imagined before uh, it was just, you know, you doing your own thing, maybe brief communications here and there with other people who were doing it, maybe, you know, things of that nature. But this uh, is, a, I think, a totally different scale. You know, there are actually people on Instagram who are using the hashtag who aren't even part of the group, people that are looking yeah, to yeah. get into the group. But what that says totally. is it's like, badass. look, there's a community now. And that yeah. to me is the coolest thing. So, you know, even though I don't make artwork, uh, we all have the same, uh, what's uh, the same interest mindset. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so cool to be part of this big ass group where everybody's talking about the same things, making jokes that everybody gets. Oh. And, that's it's the beautiful so, it's thing about great. it. It's like, um, so I've been trying to develop these longer form ones. I've been writing like sample scenes and like, but my humor is so, I want to make jokes for you guys, dude. And right, for like right. the fans of these. So I'm writing lines about scrum and all that shit. <laughs> yeah, right. There you go. And then I log into the chat and I see somebody's fucking like throwing slams with scrum in it. And I'm like, this yep. is what I'm talking about. Like this yep. is this time and uh yeah so so michael was in it and he's like more og than me i kind of just like dude i was just uh i was editing and doing that and editing for shows even and i was just so tired of like producers and shit like and being in the room and all that and i was like i just want to cut some delia ones for myself for fun so i didn't even know there was like a scene and then it started picking up and then I saw that and by that time Chase had already been in it for a while and like knew what was up and suggested. And I think if nothing else, the best thing is to refer to people to one spot because like I just did this. Uh, I did another podcast a couple weeks ago with my friends at Wonk Inc. who are really cool guys. If you don't follow them, cool guy club for sure. Um, nice. You know, uh, but yeah, so there. That's owned by Kyle Newichek, who's the creator of what is it? Wonk Inc. Wonk Inc. Yeah, Wonk Incorporated. So he he created Workaholics with all those guys. He's the director and oh play, nice plays uh, yeah Carl on the show. So that's his company, and they they're like really dope um, filmmakers and stuff like that. Uh, where is I going with this? I fucking totally had something and then I, I gave a shout out. Oh yeah. So I was on that podcast and I was, I was going down the list and like, it was helpful because I started listing 10 people and I'm like, I'm still not going to be able to name everybody to shout them out. And I'm like, go to comedy content collective on yep. Instagram. That is where it's, it's, you know, get a site. Tom Segura shared one. So it's like unbelievable really helping build it. And I think all the comedians will, 
um, see that and then have a platform on social media to maybe develop that. Like I could see it being um, a big, you know, like a big thing later. And yeah, Chase definitely has the, uh, the vision as far as that goes. And he's like specialized in websites and online. So it's perfect. Yeah, he brings exactly. the skill set. You know, you had mentioned uh, something that I love hearing about, which is how you were tired of dealing with producers and, and weird oh, yeah. kind of bullshit like that, the hurdles and the strange people that you got to interact with. And to me, I love a story about when somebody bypasses that and then does their own silly thing that they think is just fun. And that's what catches yeah. fire, dude. That is beautiful. Under that it. to me is like fuck you to everybody who thinks they're going to tell you how to get it done. Yeah, it's I great. I can't stand that. I can't and I, stand when people tell you what the formula is, what oh you've got to do, what people aren't going to respond to. Like if you yeah. respond to it, you responded to Delia. You responded to the things that you were you did them because you oh, thought they were funny. funny. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. it. And then now it's like my life, you know, my life has changed from that and it really has, man, cuz I was out here for like eight years work hustling for eight years wow and i've done i've done everything out here bro. I've, i came out for music acting like i've been an editor professionally for like six seven years how i pay my bills and uh yeah just doing that for fun and being silly and then delia liking them and him sharing them and like i knew theo from before so it's kind of silly to all, all these people who I had worked for and filmed for who knew I was really good at like what I did editing and video wise were all kind of like what I like just kind of stupid or whatever. And bro, this thing just like popped off and like the opportunities from like people who have reached out from Delia sharing them and doing that. You know, I like to say a couple of shares from Delia really did change like a lot in my life. And if, if Brian Callen works hard enough, um, one day when he, he shares a fan's thing, something could happen for them too. If he, right. if he keeps at it. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. If he just keeps going, if he keeps, you know, I believe in Bry, Bry 2020. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, dude, and like potentially, I mean, like my ideal thing would be working with them and developing and collaborating right. on something and I'm making moves on stuff but like you, you never know i don't think the world owes me anything but it's been a great great experience and just been silly but you know on the flip side then you got to worry about okay keeping that pure and not fucking it up and that is important over a long haul that's why i think it's important to develop projects because it's like if i just stay in a certain um lane with that it's it, it, I think it really worked because it was like, I want to do bigger things. So it's like the little minutes are good teasers into, right. into that. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm just trying to keep it pure and keep it moving. And I think that like you'll find uh, or you found on your podcast, it's like you got to interview new people or set up the room a little different or like whatever that is to keep you keep it fresh and keep right. the spirit of that. But I was, uh, I did have a conscious in my life where I, I decided to do things more from like when I love them. And so that's actually when this all happened. And that's a whole other like my human being story of that to, to then the bleach happened after I made that decision to be like, I'm going to start doing things I love. And then 
that's when all this kind of like well right because you, you even said before like all the opportunities that came of this and it's like that that word right there opportunities like what good are opportunities if they are of the flavor of things that don't make you happy it's the worst because then you're like oh man i put in all my hours and but you know everybody's there and it's not a uh, black or white thing it's gray area but right. uh, what you said about the bypassing producers and stuff like that, I'm grateful for any opportunity I've had for, you know, editing and like TV editing is very, of course, intense. of course. But I'll tell you what, yeah, it does that, that part is super sweet. And I hope that that can continue into yeah. uh, another thing. And I feel that anybody who is willing to do something that doesn't make them the money like right away. Uh, but is interesting to them and has a value for for you know other people. I think that it really will come back in some in some way. It may not be the way you're thinking with the the money, but just being putting yourself out there is like step one. And then absolutely, if you don't put yourself out there and you know really like the real you, like what you do, and talk to people and see that there's nothing for people to get behind. And a lot of people are really pissed off who or want to hate dude and like i i've had that side of it too which is and i never thought that but like yeah just haters and bullshit messages yeah. and comments and and i that got me down for a little while and then i was just like yeah fuck it but i realized also through this that being famous or like at the level of you know rogan theo delito right. like those guys they're still generally very well liked but the internet is just you're constantly seeing comments about you it can be able. a brutal place yeah yeah it's like i wouldn't you know i i get why people wouldn't want to stay on that um on that tip but uh yeah i don't know man i'm just fucking living it dude I don't well whenever know. people get into that mindset where they're in your comments and they're saying stupid shit and it's like you know, you could argue with them, which usually tends to result in like a bunch of anxiety yeah. and you're I and did it first. And yeah. then it was like it nothing gets solved. They want you to argue with them. You kind so of feel you're, like you're, fucking nauseous and shit after a while. You're like thinking about this thing so much. Like, what are they gonna say? What are you gonna say? And yeah. to me, it's like you wanna just grab those people and go, dude, go do what you wanna do. That's it. Go yeah. find whatever it is that you like and go do that. Get out of the comments. Stop trying That's to shit on thing. me. And I'm not talking shit on religion, but like half of them had Christian in their. Uh, oh, of course. Yeah. Well, it, then it's a private profile. So, you know, yeah, it's always it. a private profile or they've got like two it, pictures or something weird like that. I'm going to talk uh, drama for a minute. And I, know I probably I probably shouldn't even bring this up. Oh, no, I'm please. I love it. It's delicious. Daddy. Um, just as a is an interesting thing and I'm not putting a judgment on it. But yeah, there's I think I might know where you're going with that page. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Let's go. And um, so let's venture there. Let's go. So, yeah. I figure why not? Not, you know, keep it respectful and every everything. But I just wanted to talk about it because I felt like I learned something from it that I didn't get to see. Uh, well, let's so tell me a little bit about what happened just for. Yeah, please. Yeah. So so to preference this, uh, basically, you know, there's a couple pages that do like a lot of Dalia content online. Uh, the biggest one is congratulations pod clips, which the guy I've spoken to a number of times, he's actually going to be in LA or supposedly next week. So I'm going to meet with him, which will be cool. Um, he's super chill. Just a, a 
awesome guy. Then the congrats pod memes guy I chatted to a few times. I was like, okay, um, you know, he seemed cool, but I didn't connect as, you know, as much as I did the other guy just in simple conv- conversation. But then the other day, so there was like, and if I fuck up this, this just tell them how, how it's going down. But uh, he had made a post, or I guess Crystalia made some merch. And okay. it looked very similar to a meme that this guy had made. If not, it might have been the meme. But what I do want to say before you go on is it was very simple in design. Easy like, to, very yeah. simple. I mean, yeah, it, for everybody out there, it was a black hoodie with white lettering. And it was the G unit font, and it said the G unit font, which the G unit font is just kind of script. It's, yeah, it's not, it's, you're not like different going on there artistically. Like, if anything, you're ripping off the font that he, you know, whatever. Like, you're, you're violating some rights too, just by making for sure. Yeah. It's like, hey, he stole the thing that I stole. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So, anyway, this guy had posted a, uh, apparently he, you know, he put out this blast of about like 10, uh, 10 text conversations saying how bad Chris D'Elia is and how he had been messaging him about it. And Chris said, you know, hey, can you stop messaging me on this is kind of annoying. And he's like, well, I'm I'm this and, and that. And, uh, you know, if you're the dude and you're listening like, I respect you've done a lot of a great art, but it basically put Chris on blast. And I felt in a very non-truthful way by saying he doesn't care about his fans. He's rude. He's all this. And I've had it was nothing... very bitchy. Yeah. Very whiny, dude. Hold up, dude. My um, let me see. Is my audio say one more thing? Uh, one more thing. If you're hearing me, we're good, but uh... I can hear you perfectly. Fine. OK, great, great. So, yeah, dude, he he said that, you know, basically was trying to, like, put Chris his the vision he had of Chris's character on blast and people jumped to it and were like, yeah, I'm not doing my tickets anymore. You lost a fan. I'm not going to follow this guy. And I got so mad and I thought, like, how dumb are you? And you're going to choose the page over the comedian. You haven't even heard his side of the story right um, my explanation hasn't been that good i'd love for you to add on with that I, but i thought we live in this culture now where you you can just jump and say anything about anyone and you, first of all if you're a page you're expected to be on the side of the artist and you, you don't he doesn't owe you anything because you're using memes with his face and you're getting followers off that you assume that you have a validity level to to tell him what to do multiple times it's like what are you talking about it's very strange it's like you have this symbiotic relationship with him but it's one-sided because he certainly doesn't need you and the other thing is you're you're complaining about him in such a way where it's like your entire page is dedicated to eating chris's ass and if it wasn't for chris uh existing in the first place you would he wouldn't even be there he wouldn't even be right making these posts or anything like that and the other thing too is like i don't know how big his page is i don't think it was super big the, the, um, what he had in his caption said it was you know the biggest his page his I, i'm talking about uh congratulations memes or yeah, whatever yeah. the hell it was 
Yeah, I, will... I have like 11,000. Oh, I that's think. actually surprising. That's more surprising than I thought. But I think for you to jump the gun and get aggressive uh, is your 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 thinking process is fundamentally flawed. I would be flattered. I would be I would think it was so cool that the idea that I had for this giant mega successful comedian who I who I uh, enjoy and you know to some extent I, I suppose idolize uh, and to such a large degree thinks that the idea is cool enough and either one he thinks the idea is cool enough and he and he used it to make a shirt or there was parallel thinking and he didn't take your idea he just had the same thought process which you know is pretty easy considering how simple the design is but for him to have that parallel thinking is like validation like oh man how cool is that he thought the same fucking yeah. thing as me that's awesome and that's not just him it's like people that think that way where they jump the gun and everything becomes aggressive and everything is a fight and everyone's trying to take from them and is like that that mindset is fundamentally flawed you're not going to get anywhere with that with this victim mindset of everyone's constantly trying to take things from you i mean to me it should have been a cool moment where you just said ha look at that and 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 moved on and continue to do what you do but instead launching this bizarre attack uh and then to think if you have a fan page about chris D'Elia, you're very much aware of his sense of humor and you're very much aware of how he's going to uh look at what you've done and his fans are going to look at what you've done the vast majority of them are not going to take kindly to it. They're not going to be happy about it. Everybody's going to think it was a bitch move. Yeah. I mean, to not have the foresight to, to say this looks like a bitch move, especially when you've gotten walls of text that you're sending. Like after the first wall of text that he sent Chris D'Elia, he should have just pumped the brakes and gone, what in the fuck am I doing? You know what I mean? But instead he goes through with this thing. It's yeah. ill-received. And now he gets torn apart. And now what, dude? Now your page is done. Now the thing that you've put so much effort in towards uh, and making these memes and 11,000 followers and all the happiness that it brought you whenever there was some sort of validation, all for nothing because you got yeah. weird. And I, I thought maybe it was going down for a while because of just like things I had seen or, you know, heard. And it just really was something that didn't even have to go like you're saying, it was he created it and made it this big thing, and it was nobody's sitting around talking about it, dude. Like nobody cares, you know what I mean? No, but, but I've heard from a lot of people that they've had weird interactions with that character, and uh, yeah, and so well, there you go. And you know, I'm sure he'll be back on another page, but I'm sure we'll recognize the memes when we see him. Um, yeah, in, in it's just a shame, that. but yeah, it's so. So the point I wanted to say on that was just that, like, dude, I've had nothing but really nice, like, interactions with him. And uh, I'm glad it didn't turn into anything more than it did because the night one it went down, I saw how much traffic that thing was getting. I was just like, oh, dude, like, <laughs> I uh, I said, this isn't right, man. And no. I'll go make a statement or whatever I have to do saying I, like, you know, thought that. But um. That's kind of the internet world we're living in. And for better right. or worse, you're allowed to be a fan. And, you know, just numbers wise, there's going to be some weird people who are also really good at, I guess, making the things. But yeah, that I never thought of that kind of thing going down. I, I know a lot of people that have had questionable interactions with comedians that they 
are making art for or things like that. And whenever that happens, those people go, ah, well, what can you do? And they just keep moving forward. Yeah, or back off. Just back yeah. off for a little bit. And those those people are the ones that are still making art, that are still – their pages are still growing. They're still doing the thing that they enjoy doing. You know, but to stop and make this whole fight and to die on that hill uh, is is a very strange move. But you um, are I, – I, you actually got – made into an honorary elder did that 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 what yeah. what video was it that did that god uh i mean i know I, for sure it was an accumulation of things right but was there yeah. one that put it oh, over the edge one? yeah i think it was just from over the course i don't i think it was episode 103 where he makes me an elder or 104 one of those um where were yeah, you when that, you heard that, was that awesome man and you know it's like to me it's a silly joke it's like whatever but it's so fucking it's cool a, a, you know, all that, but I thought it was cool and I got the pin, bro. Hold up. Oh, nice. He sent you a pin, pin over here. Fuck dude. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so I thought it was a joke and then, you know, I got the fucking, uh, helicopter sent out flown all around. You know what I'm saying? Nice. Nice. And it wasn't a joke. And I was actually at the lob cabin Right. I was fucking eating whatever I wanted, just getting it broken in. Was it a big skeleton key that unlocked the door to the lock cabin? Yeah, dude. It was fucking like a made of big, gold gnarly. Too. Yeah. I yeah. Could barely big. get in there with all the Brinks trucks filling up the front driveway. My yeah. Well, they just step over the piles. Bro, he got caught in. Wanted to charge me double the fare. And I was like, hey. Can't Sorry, bro. You just got to step on the cash at that point. Just step over Those it. Those are my trucks. Right. No, they're not your Brinks trucks. Um, But yeah, so he made me an elder. That was rad because I just, I. Not just like, I think at this point, just because I know a couple people on the scene or mutually, it's like, oh yeah, Andrew, he's like, oh, and he does these bleach ones for fun. Right. And, uh, you know. Sometimes I'll do too many or post a questionable one, but uh, hey, we all we all can cross the line every once in a while. But um, as far as like where it's going for me, that's where the interesting thing lies. It's like, cool, we're all doing this now, but then like maybe a year from now, what's it look like? And I could see. Hmm. It's like if things will be more direct to fans in terms hmm. of comedy. uh I don't, you know, I have no idea. What do you, where do you think it's going? Like maybe a year from now? Um, well, you can really see that the gates got open in, in regards of like podcasting. And that was obviously these comedians that opened that gate and Rogan. Uh, yeah. Rogan. Oh, 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 sorry. And Marin and all of them, but in terms everybody. Of, yeah. Yeah. Rogan's but, like the man in terms, I mean, Marin has a more serious one, but Rogan's is more, I, it still is comedy based, even though it's philosophical. It's primarily there's funness in there. I take my approach from Rogan not super strictly, but just in the sense of like I don't want to box myself in to a genre or to uh, you know because I just want to be free. To me, the best part about my show is that I get to talk to whoever I want and learn new stuff and do things like that. And so I wouldn't want to box myself in. So I definitely take the blueprint from him. 
but he opened the floodgates in a, in a large regard showing i think the reason that he did it I, it's it's you know multifaceted but mainly it's that the numbers that he pulls shows you it's not about overly produced television all the time you know sometimes keeping that content pure dude and yeah that's that it pure great great content and I want to help that as an editor or a, a comedy. I'd like to be a filmmaker and TV show maker, man. Like that's my idea. I'd love to create a show and sell that. And I feel that podcasting to me right now is almost that untapped pure uh, time because for every horribly questionable thing that, the, that would get people in trouble, which there's troves of that in podcasts. Right. Or if, if, a, if anything was leaked, it would just be like, wait, if what you want to listen to two hours though, to yeah, figure yeah. it out. And that's the, the saying in there. But I think that like, well, you know, we're so distracted in culture to have this, like, even for me to talk to you, I feel like I'm just now starting to like get that vibe of like who we are. So it's like in right. our normal day to day, we don't get that we're on phones and because we take that time aside, you can get some real interesting topics of combo or co- specifically for them comedy. And it's just not filtered by a comedy script on a right. set. It's not, hey, you're this character. You need to be funny. It's just what makes Delia, Theo, Sasso, Brendan Chobb, what genuinely are they laughing about when they're just razzing each other? Right. That is almost like that pure, what to me Judd Apatow was when it first came out. And I saw his films and like Freaks and Geeks and and all that, which still to me is amazing stuff. But it's like before that was the mainstream, people were like, oh, I haven't seen characters talk or make fun of each other like this and be humorous. But now it's become to me, uh, even though I, I absolutely love Judd Apatow, some of it has been looked at as a, a Judd Apatow style cliche now of, in terms of the comedy and the bit. But like right. these guys are have that funny moment, but it hasn't been like totally thrown into the mainstream and, and uh, recycled yet. But maybe yeah, I'd love I think it's to gonna... see these guys get where that's the like dude i'd love to see these guys as fucking movie stars you know what i mean well did you hear that thing that bobby i don't know if it was bobby lee or maybe it was i think it was bobby lee talking to santino and he was talking about how he wants to make a movie and he wants to use all the podcasters and since they're all friends he'd be able to get delia and brian and brendan and and, you know joe even even though he's got all this shit on his plate that maybe he could even partake in it and uh to me that just sounded like the coolest thing in the world but i think the weird thing that's starting to happen now is like Dr. Phil is going to have a podcast and it's like, you know, everybody is going to start to go where the money is. And obviously only the, the people that can adapt to that format and be honest and be pure are going to be the ones that, that outlive it. You know, who knows if Dr. Phil is going to be able to pull it off, but it's done a couple of things podcasting that I think is really interesting. One of them is that it's shown you how some of your favorite people it's removed the facade of of being a star sure there's not all this mystique you you find out like oh they're just they have the same sense of humor that i do uh when they talk they make the same mistakes that i do um and the more you listen the more you feel like like oh i could just have a, a fucking conversation with this person it would be a totally normal thing so that's what i like is like previous generations their heroes or their idols were uh movie stars or or celebrities or artists that were like shrouded in mystique 
and you yeah. imagine that somehow they behave differently than the average person. Now, our idols and heroes are like people that we know very deep personal uh, 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 information about. Like, I know everybody knows so much about Rogan. There's, there's no mystique there. You know what I mean? And if you met him, it would be very much the same exact dude that you've listened to talk on the podcast forever. And so I think it is a very healthy thing for our relationship with celebrity is it's taken down that weird ass relationship that we used to have with celebrity, which yeah, I don't think was sure. fucking healthy. I think that was strange. And the other thing is that uh, back to what you said, it's shown you like, like, okay, Rogan has a podcast. I have a podcast. And like what you said is I didn't need to go through any producers or weird people like that. It's shown you that there's this entire other avenue that has a lot of value, which is podcasting. And you don't need a team. You don't need anything. You need a microphone. You need to and share your ideas and good ideas. That's, the That's thing. it. Yeah, yeah. So obviously that'll be the thing. But it's like you could never find out if you had the stuff before. Like if you wanted to be a TV star, well, good fucking luck. Yeah, you would have to go to some crazy school to even, you know, get a background role or whatever. Yeah, right. now where we have the tools and that's why I think it will, you know, culture is always going back and forth between like high tech and like lo-fi in right, terms right. of art movement. So it's like even in music, you'll have a return to like some lo-fi and there's room for everything if the idea sticks and you just got to experiment it into what that is and podcasting is giving that space to experiment and, and put your stuff out there and say like hey this is me you can like it or not and then you can then base your whole journey on like how you want to do it you know right. and, and and not be subject to you know a company or a school dude there might be podcasts class I've there not, are there, I'm sure there are. And I've hey, seen them smart. If you take, not you, but like if somebody takes one, like yeah, I got yeah. nothing against it, but it, in terms of a, yeah, I think that everything's becoming more like little islands versus a, one mainland. And so I think you're going to see teams and even in this meme game, dude, there's like artists roll with a couple other artists. You know what I mean? Like, right. Uh, your mom's house or whatever like I love your mom's house I think it's hilarious I don't do as many memes for them but they're like oh my Jesus bearded uh some other people who I can't remember the name but have been doing great photos a lot of people oh, Jenna's uh, Jenna's like the best I'll just yeah absolutely Jenna Sunday, Jenna like Sunday amazing. Yeah. Uh, that Bert one was hilarious but so they have that group you know Chris hopefully keeps sharing mine and that's kind of my like focus that I just, you know, I just like people are drawn to different types of humor. Uh, right. And I'm, I'm drawn to like Chris and being silly and stuff like that. Um, and then, you know, you have like Theo and Papio tune and like all that. So each artist kind of, I think might develop around that. I could see that being a thing. Right. And I think so. I, and, and I think that maybe, yeah, I think Santino or somebody told me or I heard it from Santino that like this new era of comedy is coming where and just life in general where you're collaborating with people on your art and that's becoming a more like crucial part of this new come up. Yeah, or, and I guess just being out there in the world is like 
being able to interact with that. And I could really see in a year it being more segmented to uh, different kingdoms, kind of king- kingdoms evolving. But at the end of the day, uh, and, and why I think that time is of the essence is like so- something's going to go down with with everybody in it. And it's like, what's it going to be and how's it going to happen and what's the money going to be? And I'm like, hey, it's cheap to do it animated. Yeah, that's the best way, man. Um, uh, and, you know, like I'm trying to I would my ideal world would be set up something because it's like these guys are busy, dude. Everybody's yeah. busy. Nobody's got time to shoot this live action show up. You're on the road. But like, you know, even if I did something crowdfunded, like. People could contribute a voice maybe for like an hour or two. And like, then you can get, you know, crazy amounts in South Park. It's great because you could just use their photo of the person and fake the voice. And that's parody law and you're legally fine. Yeah. So so the more and more I look into things, I'm just like, man, animation is so fucking rad. And 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 you could be out there. And it seems like it's a it's a place, you know, with um, Netflix's Big Mouth. Uh, Was that Nick Kroll? Yeah. Um, there's a house. lot of shows that are coming out right now that are, I mean, you know, Adult Swim was always ahead of like the animation for an older they're still crowd. They're the hippest. Yeah, yeah, they're like the hippest in terms of, uh, man, I was just meeting. So like this guy and I'll shout this guy out if you don't know him. His name's Brandon Dermer. So they talk about him on like Tiger Belly, but he's a director out here. He directed Santino's Showtime special. Uh, he created the What Would Diplo Do series. And I just, okay. where he was directing and I was um, doing the bleach stuff. But he, uh, yeah, was showing me stuff from like Blake Anderson of Workaholics and his show, Tigtone, on um, Adult Swim and just how that came to be. And it was very much like a, hey, he, some guys made a video that he saw out of him and he was like, cool, I like this. Let's pitch it. And it's so innovative. And like Adult Swim's crazy, but Netflix. If they want to get rowdy, I mean, let's get rowdy. Now. I think they're going think, that direction, hey, bro, dude. I think we should hashtag Netflix Cool Guy Club. I think so. Well, you know, um, it's cool that Adult Swim's been ahead of the curve. And it's cool that Netflix is picking that up. But what you're talking about, which is like, I know as a podcast and a comedian fan, I want to see that, dude. I want so badly yeah. to see them. Yeah, yeah. I just want them all to drop their shows and just do a giant fucking podcast together all the time because the the uh, chemistry between all of them is so ridiculous. It's yeah. the best part of every... It's I like mean, especially... Pod pack. It's like the Brat Pack yes. comedy right now, and they're, they're crushing, and that's what I'm telling them when I, you know, talk and, and saying that. So I really hope, I mean... Dude, that's my like number one mission in life right now. I've heard yeah. that conversation being had though. Uh, and and I think you're right when you say time is of the essence, or at least that is in the talks right now. Because like yeah. I said, I heard uh, Bobby Lee talking to Santino about how they want to do a movie. And to me, whether it's a movie or a cartoon or anything, it's like, Bobby Lee is aware of how well it would do to see everybody together in some form interacting Everybody's and doing a show. I mean, I don't even yeah. want a movie. I want a fucking show. I want a series. I want to see it all the goddamn time because I'm not I'm not going to like honestly it's really hard for me not to talk about, but 
That's I've been I've been brainstorming and writing a series for the last like three weeks. That's why I've been MIA every day. I've been waking up. Very smart. But but you know also like it scares me to even say that. And I I gotta wait. But I think like you know that's what I really like. Honest to God, that's what I want to do with my life right now. Cause that's just the biggest form of like where it, where it could be. But for the fans, dude, like you said, I had messages from when I first started with people who were like, where's the long form, blah, 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 and all this. And now it's like, after running, I did the one minutes for like so long where it's like, all right, let's like, let's crush it. See, let's Absolutely. take some risks and, uh, you know, whether or not my shit will ever happen. Uh, it's been fun to just like, imagine and like write scenes and build that little like world out but i kind of got an idea for like yeah what or my pitch for what it would be in terms of they're all fucking kicking each other's asses all day Uh, that's all i want to see yeah yeah so so now is an exciting time and like i'm going to essentially telling people and and doing that and that's all like for now i can (laughs) right right but that would be yeah that would be dream come true and if it's i don't make it like i just hope somebody does because like i'm just trying to see that total uh you were saying that's what we all want i and i think it is fair to say it's what we all want because being part of the ccc um it's a decent enough sample size where like i know if somebody came in and ran a survey in the comedy content collective every single person would vote fuck yes and so that sample size has to count for something and and it does and the 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 reach is long not far in that world and then it's like finding i think a way to i don't know man i don't know how much i can talk on this but it's like yeah, finding a way to get people into that world, right? Like bringing mom and dad or whoever who doesn't know these guys, seeing that, or is it like going direct to fan? And that's kind of what my conversations coming up are about. But the bottom line is this: if nobody, uh, if nobody pays me to make something where it's like a really potential, and we're gonna try and do that, it's like. I wouldn't be against if the comedians gave me a blessing is like crowdfunding and just doing one. Um, my only thought with that is like, it's hard when you crowdfund to make anything sustainable. So let's say one is really, really hard to make, but you know, your first one's always the hardest. Yeah. Like yeah. Where, where are you going to go from there versus like, if you can get people involved and try to build it like a season first, there's a lot lot in there on that and i'm just trying to figure out and navigate kind of of all those things but i would i'm gonna make one i'd like to think depending on what that crowdfunding would be if nothing else happens i think that it would work out so well just based off of that philosophy that we touched on earlier which is doing it based off of the the sole merit that you love it and you think it's fun and you want to do it and that alone will 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 we'll put you ahead for miles that's a, a full tank of gas plus just yeah, that true. enjoying of it in the first fucking place that i mean i'm telling you dude uh i think it's fair to say that everybody would love that and you know you said before it's like what you know how do you expand it to you know maybe people who aren't familiar with the world of podcasting or anything like that and i think 
you know, that fan base is already it. there. Yeah, I think they that, might just get it already. They and might. if they don't get it, the source material is free. Right. You can, if you see a little bit of it and you go, this is a silly world. I want to yeah. know what's going on here. Well, guess what, bitch? These podcasts are yeah. free. Go look at the source material. And, you know, at the end of the day, if you don't get the details, it's funny just to see them disrespecting each other. It's the and, best. And everybody gets that when it's like, you know, everybody gets smacking around a, a little, you know, smacking Callan a little bit. Or, <laughs> you know, it's like, come on, That's you don't it. need to. Yeah. And That's so, it. Uh, we'll see, man. Who knows, dude? I, I have happened. Please, if you have anything on that, um, yeah, I keep I'd my say mouth shut. I want to touch base with you in a couple in a couple um, weeks. Yeah, and, dude, absolutely. And, I would love to hear about that. Yeah, yeah, and um, I think that, like, dude, I think some stuff's happening. I don't know what it is. You know, stuff's happening. You know, like nobody really knows what it is, but oh, it, but it, it feels happening. Yeah, yeah, something is happening. I think it it speaks to. A couple of things. This the 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 subculture that these these uh you know original Greek gods of podcasting because that's what it is, right? It's like yeah, it really the Greek is gods of podcasting. Because of them, yeah, and they've created little demigods, and these demigods have this little dude, that's this already community. Fucking funny, dude. That's already I, a funny. Absolutely, uh, but that's how I feel. Yeah, 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 that's how I feel. I'm like these are the original you know Greek gods of of of, of podcasting, and then yeah, Kronos and such is like Rogan and shit like that. Yeah. Really, <laughs> and then. Uh, I feel like a, like a little demigod, like this subculture created, and I get to hang out with all these people that uh, whatever they do exists solely off of the merits that that we're, we're like a like I said, like a subculture they've created. And that was one of the first things that I got into when I started doing podcasting was like I want to talk to the apples that fell off that tree. You know what yeah. I mean? Like there's all these different people that exist as as you know, influencers for lack of a better term. I kind of fucking hate that term though. Influencers and Instagram, sure, but sure. they exist content. Right. That community. Right. And, and they exist because of that community. And that to me is, is, is some of the most interesting thing. And I think I've heard you talk about it with Mikey and I've talked about it with my guests where it's like, it does feel like something is happening. And I think the CCC, uh, you know, coming into existence is like part of that. But also, uh, you know, all these different podcasts. I mean, there's so many podcasts now. It's like, and they all have and, Rogan and shit to thank for it. And they're all tagging them. And and yeah, it's been interesting the last like three months, I would say, to see how many new podcasts have come. Oh my into god, the the game and like how they're marketing it. And I see all kinds of new things. And I don't know if that's based on like what the CCC had been doing, but people who are tagging like, uh, you know whatever it could be like a fucking photo of them doing something random and joe rogan or like you know it's it's becoming its own subculture completely and right I just, you know we owe that we owe it to them and then it's right. like but it's also merging with our art i was really uh, i went to uh art exhibit the other day with my girlfriend and i was you know i was stoned and i was thinking like wouldn't that be fucking really tripped out if in the future, like a photoshopped AF or like something crazy was in there and, and people, it was almost like a lo-fi trash, not, right. not in the Louvre or anything like that, but maybe some dingy thing in Brooklyn will be like, that would be dope. there was like photoshopping wasn't, it was maybe a sub genre of art in a right. weird way for a little bit. And, uh, 
yeah, with the bleach bobblehead, kind of what, you know, the general theme of that is I'm almost, I was almost trying to like satirize Photoshop culture through that animation style, which is almost, it's like meta, but I was thinking like, yeah, dude, I, that would be cool if it was on there or like maybe in a documentary years down the road, How people cool will have be? those like Photoshop Steve. Cause he was like the original Photoshop. Yes, guy. he was. I, I yeah. really haven't done more than a few photoshops so he he really like navigated that um but yeah it it could be you know i think it would be a fun entertaining movie maybe i'll make it when i'm an old man a documentary and like show the best ones that like you know it's hilarious shit when you get the premise of everybody's thing that's the best everything is a beautiful inside joke that a massive amount of people are onto and that's what makes it so great but I, jeans, bro, they're coming out of the woodwork. I'm getting tagged. I, I think I'll even shout them out. It's like rubies and gems and somebody else. I don't even know like how I started getting tagged in their shit. And it, my whole feed of tags is just me getting tagged as Hard Rock Nick. Like 30. Oh, dude, my God. Back to back. <laughs> like that if people so went bizarre. to my, my tag thing, it would just say like he is Hard Rock Nick. Well, <laughs> how, what did you think? Maybe things have really started to get a significant push in the past, like three, four months. Right. With mine, it slowed down a little. Um, the couple months I was getting a ton. And then for me, I kind of, you know, I kind of also reached a thing where I was like, I, I could try and compete with like the memes page guys or whatever, mm -hmm. but I can't put out content that much. And like, I, um, I actually found when I was putting out a lot, I wasn't necessarily getting more followers all the time. But I think like in this niche, you know, I don't know how much bigger it'll go. When I was first starting, I was like, this is going to go for like 100K. Like I'm going to hit 100K. And that's like a cool goal. But I was like, that really does nothing for me as a person. It's like right. everything though has happened in terms of, because I live in LA and work as an editor video videographer um, that now I'm meeting all the people though from this. And it's like, I don't, if other so, people who I'm a fan of want to join in, that's cool. But it's like, I don't see for me, like where that, how much bigger it'll get. Cause it's so niche. Like, well, you said I, it earlier. It's like, as long as you keep doing the thing, it might not go That's where it. you thought it was going to go, but exactly. it'll go somewhere. And maybe that was the payoff in a lot of regards. But yeah, yeah. It's, um, it wasn't that long ago that that was the theme. You know, I, I haven't been doing this show long. I've probably been doing it. Um, I started in, in June, I believe. So, you know, whatever the math is there, but, uh, maybe eight months or something like that. And, it wasn't too many months ago that I was having conversations with people about that feel. Like, it feels like something's happening. It feels like it's all going somewhere. And if you look at the numbers and the things that have happened in the past few months, like, yeah, it is. Mm. I think everybody has been right. There is something going on. We're in it right now. Uh, you know, you having these communications with Chris D'Elia, uh, and and all of these other people and and uh, the success that the CCC has been finding and things of that nature, I, I, it's pretty clear to me that things are going in a certain direction and that, you know, I, I keep going back to what you said before, which is like time is of the essence. It's like yeah, that yeah. kind of concept of strike when the iron's hot, you know, which is 
I don't uh, make I don't make artwork and stuff. So my the amount of things that I, I can't post a lot is what I'm getting at. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of guys like, Oh my D's is, or even Nathan of drawn from the mind where it's just like, he's just cranking shit out constantly. Yeah, it's really yeah. impressive. And I feel like, uh, it's cool to see that, but their lane allows them that to, to do that, that often. Whereas yeah, mine you're is, making your own lane. And the thing is you're doing it with art interviews for artists and stuff. I know like a lot of podcasters in LA and their thing is like, well, we don't have a bit, not you, but them. They're like, well, if we start one, we need a bit, you know, to get if you aren't known. And that's something I've heard you talk about where it's like you got to be famous before and all. And I think that's bullshit till because you can do it. And so but it it becomes like, you know, really finding those things that connect with people. And that's hard, dude. That's like yeah. really hard to be able to speak in such a way that is truthful, not incendiary too, because that's another thing. If I, I don't want to like put that. up a YouTube video to, to make people out of shock value and something I don't really agree with, like, yeah, I could get views, bro, but like to have people respect your opinion and want to contribute. Right. It's like the hardest thing. It's being a singer-songwriter. It's being a, a show writer. It's like the exact same thing. I think that any goal you have finding, you, you just have to like, do what you're doing, sit with it and do that. And then it doesn't matter how many people are following you. It's who's following you. It's like, right. who knows what's going to happen with me even, dude. I know you. Chase knows you. Right. Uh, people you have on know you. And then that whole thing, it's like maybe an opportunity comes in a way you didn't think. And but, as long as you just keep doing the thing, like yeah. one of the things that happened to me is that I've interviewed some people who then posted about it. And because they're friends with certain comedians, those big comedians or, or podcasters that, you know, to me are uh, people that inspire me to do this in the first place, they have liked those posts. And so a little yeah. part of me goes, oh, well, maybe that name is somewhere in their mind. You know what I mean? And that's good yeah. enough for me because I never would have even expected that. I just do it because I enjoy doing it in the first place. You know, Dude. and what you spoke about before with that inflammatory shit, per like people that yeah, you know what I mean, like the Tommy uh, Lor or whatever her name is, Loren, and like all the all the YouTubers. Some people just say shit just to get the rise in numbers, right. and and you know, there's nothing cool about that. Dude. No, like, I you, don't. You, I dislike that. Keep it cool, and people will recognize that. And then, like, dude, the thing is, um, and I learned this from my like I met Theo years before any of this. How did that happen? Uh, my buddy Ari Manis is um who's a really oh good i know who that is yeah he's on the list for like potentially the ccc love bomb he may have been nominated by that's okay he he's like right now theo's opener does it opens for santino um when they go on the road and stuff but he's just been my friend for a while and he like put me in touch with theo but when i met theo uh, I was like, oh, man, this dude's hilarious. I love all his stuff and watched it. But, like, I didn't know that it was going to be Theo Von Rat King. Like, I cut even a few little episodes of this past weekend when it, it was, like, first going. And I've been even, like, on the deal asked to cut others. But I just – it's it's a trip because, like, I knew him from before that. And then there's this. But if you, like, me and you are talking right now – yeah, maybe we talk in five years and it's fucking different. I'm still going to come back on your podcast no matter what, bro. So it's like fuck yeah. those, those little things like once this gets a little bit of a blow, once this thing like blows up from whoever it is, you know, it could be Bobby and them Santino. But once this starts hitting mainstream, 
in a way that people start looking back, you're you're like a huge part of that. So it's all just time, man. It's like that's it, yeah. Yeah, it's just time and doing it and doing it for the love and then just being chill and not like the congrats Bob means guy and trying right. to take advantage of things. It's like just do what's in your heart and if it's you're passionately following that, that's that's the rest will come. Do. But but then on your end it would be because for me, I'm a worker where like even with bleach, like I'm always developing the next or doing the next with yours. It would be like nonstop. If I were you, I'd be in my like, well, what could I, mm. how do you talk to the more people? How do you get this out? I don't know. There are ways too, though, on the business side of promoting that to get you out there in a certain way. I don't know what that is. Cause I haven't been a podcaster. Looking right. Up, it's a, it's a tricky balance. And I don't think, I don't think anybody has on it, including the podcasters, I think it's like society is kind of like people are winging it, man. And a lot of them have great intuition and sense. Yeah. And you just got to kind of play it with that. But in this era. So oh, wait, I lost you. Uh, something happened. I think your voice just cut out. Maybe a wire came dislodged. Sorry, we're having some technical difficulties here, but we're going to get. Andrew Baxter. Hold up. Oh, there we go. I hear you again. You're good. Just figuring out the technical difficulties here, folks. Please bear with us. That's that thing. Yo. Uh, oh, there we go. Hold you, up. Sorry, yeah, one second. Okay, I did good. have you back though. By the way, when you had your headphones on, you were good. Uh, now it seems that you've changed the microphone uh, preference, but before that, you did come back. Yo, I hear you. You're good. Can you hear me? Yep. All right. I just switched over to MacBook. Uh, so no problem. Just... Um, All right, don't but... do. What were you saying though before that? Uh, where? Wait. Okay, we were talking about refresh my memory real quick because I just got it. Uh, about well, we were... oh, when it promoting and podcasts and like right, right. And that's what we're. You know, I think that it's just gonna be a slower hurdle, bro. And it's like some some of these are gonna pop, and all you need is one thing, one video. One. And the beauty of it is that it's on the internet forever. Like the beauty yeah, of the that, podcast is so sick, dude. Anybody can find this is episode number forty-four. Uh, right. So in in eight months, I've you know I've been trying to keep them consistent with one or two a week, and uh, you know all those episodes are out there. There's countless hours now for anybody to draw from. If any one person ever hears this uh, with some influence and goes, you know what, that I kind of enjoyed that one bit. And the other thing too is I think. Uh, I have the relationship that I have with the CCC is beautiful because uh, they, a lot of the time, will make hilarious artwork for the episodes, which helps me for promotional means. Yeah, it's so funny, dude. Uh, and, and you have shtick already. Like, you have the Frog King. Have oh, I'm so thankful for that silly ready. thing. Yeah, it's just ready to be built. Like, the core idea is there. Now it's, right. like, just really putting in those hours of the grind, which is not always the funnest one. Right. And then... Um, <laughs> Yeah, dude. But I think, uh, no, I think you're doing it, man. And like, I respect it. Cause 
like I was saying, a lot of people will just say, oh, yeah, well, we could do it, but we aren't going to, or a million reasons why you can't have a cool interview, interesting artist podcast. It's funny, right. you know, and I think that, like, as long as you keep um, interviewing people that you've even seeing on the day to day or with that art and stuff, it's going to it's going to help people like me and people like it's like symbiotic you know what i right. mean right cuz like th- yeah so we're both we're both necessary to keep all this going people do build a lot of reasons why not in their mind it okay. it happens i see it me so too. often dude <laughs> hey, absolutely dude, I-, I do as well i do as well and it's just a matter of uh pulling the trigger as often as possible because there are so many things that i've wanted to do or or, or thought of doing that got shot down by you know, whatever that stupid little voice in your head is, but you have to pull the trigger sometimes. Sometimes you just got to jump in the water and go for it. And it's a shame because there's, I see a lot of people where it's like they should do like, um, I've heard other podcasters, uh, that kind of threw a little bit of shade at my show where they were like small, uh, podcasters as well. And they said things like, uh, I know of shows that, have their guests through Skype. And uh, let me just tell you, we're not going to do that here. And I'm, and you know, they have no guests and they have no chemistry between them and the co-host. So the show has been lost and nobody's ever caught on to it. And to me, it's like, make it work. You know, Chris D'Elia is a funny guy and he sits there by himself, right. by himself. And he makes all these episodes and it's one of the biggest podcasts out there. He sits there by himself, essentially talking to the camera. I mean, I know his producer's back there, but he's talking, he's just riffing out of his ass. Yeah. And there's a little bit of like, you know, some things that he preps and, and, and things like that. And he's got some structure to his show as far as things that he wants to talk about. But Chris has made an awesome show based solely off of his own fucking ramblings. And who the hell are you to say, you know, I can't make, like, I want to do it, but I couldn't do it that way. I need to have, I, you know, I'm not an area where I can have guests. Oh, yeah. I don't have a studio. I mean, when I started this show, let's just say, hypothetically, it gets somewhere and there's, and it has a lot of success, you know, more so than I thought it was going to have. And I'll be able to say, like, I started sitting in my basement. I put my iPhone on voice memo and that was it, dude. That's what I had. I didn't have a microphone. I didn't have anything. And I don't know. It's just to me, people get so all the resources are there. If you want to do it, just fucking do it, dude. Stop worrying about putting out. I think it's it's also the fear of like, is my product perfect before it hits the air? You know, and that's kind of a, a hurdle as well that a lot of people can't get over. And yeah, and in podcasting, there isn't really a way to to do that because like for me or like Bleach or whatever, like I put in before I ever started Bleach, I had like multiple uh like sketch groups comedy like you can as an editor and storyteller work on that and like craft it and be like okay this is what we're putting out if it adheres to a level podcasting is like we're having a conversation right so it's like how are you gonna train to are you gonna get better at conversing are you gonna take psychedelics make those ideas crazy you know i don't know that's one angle yeah that is one angle but uh, it's like it's almost a different form of art you can't judge like that because it's it's uh it's you can't say like it's perfect or not because and you can't plan for everything that's going to happen during no, the, actually the good things are probably all the un you know the like unplanned things where right. we're just 
riffing or a line here or there. I think in podcasting, then it becomes more about a lot of it is that marketing in terms of packaging it on Insta in short form digestible clips. Right. And finding a way to link that with topical events and things that you like or people you like because at the end of the day it's got to register with something on instagram to get more people you know checking it out and all, all right. you need is like even a shout out like if let's say one day like theo or fighter and the kid or whatever just was like oh yeah the guy over here you know that's 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 it that's all it takes yeah and just to get that initial like once you start getting that core thing which you have the core but then building it, it it's a fucking tough climb bro it's an artist climb you're like a singer songwriter and you're, <laughs> not, like, you're, you're not writing for dude i'm like fucking uh writing hits for um you know all the big singer songwriters so yeah i'm gonna go you know get there quick on that <laughs> oh my fucking uh, cat yeah he does this every episode and then like yeah, you're having to write all orig- original material, but yeah, I don't know how I would have to brainstorm on a while for that. I'll try and think of something. But- well, you know, I've been can't, get the hell out of here. You can't. Be, we can't be friends anymore. Come on. Um, <clears throat> sorry about that. My cat's an asshole. Um, <laughs> it is interesting, or, or not interesting, but it's it makes sense that this kind of symbiotic relationship is formed between comedians and podcasters and everything because, like you said, it is a game of how to promote the show and here comes all these artists that answer that question for you. You know, I get so stoked every time there's nothing more endearing, uh, by the way of people making art for you. Like once somebody photoshops your face yeah, onto, you know, thing. dude, it's so awesome. There's nothing better than that. I love that shit. And I think it's gotta be the same for everybody. So for all these podcasters out there, considering podcasting is a relatively new field and yeah. So the formula is still like, what do we do? You know, some people have laid out that work, but there's still a big question of like, how do you get it done? And all these people are answering that question. You know, all the comedy content collective, you know, Chase is is figuring that out. You're figuring that out. You're creating these things. And especially with what you do, where it's like, it's so compelling. It's so fun. You know, I, I, I keep throwing it back to this Game of Thrones one where like, if you didn't know what that was about and you watched that, you would want to know what that's about, which is why... It totally, works perfectly. Dude. dude, you see that? You're like, what the fuck is Everybody this? I gotta know. Around town, too. It's so crazy because, like, um, that night I put that one out. I met a guy. He's like, same thing. Had no clue about podcasts. Didn't know anything. And was like, uh, you know, what do you do? Is that, like, some edit session? I was like, oh, I make these animations. He pulled out. He's like, I love this. And I don't know a single thing about, like, one of yeah. these guys. Because it's just, you know, silly. And you can learn a when you have more of a story, it becomes like fun to get in that world and you're going to figure it out with the story. And that's what I really want to do with these guys because the bits are so funny um, with podcasting, but I would like to experiment with the animation and try like a narrative one and, uh, you know, see, see how far that could go. And hopefully would you next keep time it bobblehead. What's up? Would you keep yeah, it bobblehead? I have a different options for like what that would be. And I'm like going to have some meetings this week to see maybe potentially a lot depends, dude, on what's available, <laughs> you know, 
the and I'm I'm really going around that and that's where I'm at in that stage right now. I developed an idea, but everybody's got an idea, right. uh, and, and you got to see like what could be possible and go around that, which in my younger years, I did more of, I do think it's important to build out your own thing, but then if an opportunity comes, you got to kind of know how to navigate. Um, but yeah, it would be bobble. I love the idea of the bobbleheads is like a newer South park thing. I'd redesign the mouths and like tweak it and, and animate it like as an actual like show, but yeah, it would be cut out bobblehead and you know south park is on comedy central netflix doesn't have a bobblehead that's true and they they need a little bit of competition well yeah and and i think i said this on the last podcast so i'll say but yeah i just want a big billboard on sunset that has all of them up there and and it says the success is getting to their heads oh my god a title of the show that's Um, beautiful dude you know crazier things have happened in life man but you, um, you've done yeah. documentaries, you said in the past. Oh, you've yeah, yeah. Documentaries. So, yeah, you were saying with the Brody one. Yeah, dude, I was a um, a lot of like the television work I've done was more serious, like docu series type style editing. Uh, so, you know, not really like comedy stuff. And uh, I did, you know, funny enough, I've actually worked as an editor for BET for a couple of years and would hey. tell. So I've told stories of like all different races, different genders, um, really finding like, you know, what those heartfelt moments are. So the Brody one, I actually just wanted to do something nice that was just different from, you know, it wasn't really silly or anything. It's just more like kind of a nice tribute to the guy and is like really cool, interesting style. But um, yeah, the doc ones, like I I have done many years on that. And that's why some of them I, I'll make like the Vice one, I think for Delia, which was the Vicolt one. I did right. kind of like as a doc or I, I use documentary a lot in those in different style um, editings just to like, you know, experiment and see what's up. But yeah, I I actually talked about that on my last episode um, about the Brody Stevens things, because like I said to you, is I, I there's so many comedians, I just never really tapped into Brody's work. And so I didn't really know much about him, but I still thought it was really cool because um, out of all the funny stuff that I get to see and, and I know everybody who makes it and everything, it was really cool to see you for a second. Uh, to hit the brakes and to make something that was, uh, it was just fucking nice. You know what yeah. I mean? It was nice. Heartfelt, and, man. Like you show, see his mom there. Like it really, you know, a lot of these guys, it's easy to, even though we see them all the time online, it's like easy to like characterize them and not look at them as, you know, you hear Brody die, but it's like, dude, that's a guy who's literally there every single night. Right, and they're like great friend, and that's like a horrible tragedy. And even though the podcast went on, and you got to continue business as usual, it's like that dude's more important than a joke or a silly meme video from that for me for that episode. So, and and uh, I wanted to do something for him, and I just couldn't find the right thing. And then when Chris said that on his podcast, I was like, man, those are really nice words and like sincere words. So I'll take that. And I was thinking of doing more a compilation with different things people had said. But when I started putting it together, I was like, oh, it just feels hokey and corny, mm-hmm. mature-ish versus like one person's really nice 
thing, like Dalia really saying that and focusing on that versus like jumping around and and hearing these bites, which which can be done and be good, but right. because we have a minute, I felt like yeah, it was just nice to to have that. And the guy was was funny, man. And a lot of alt comics out here, I didn't realize were so influenced like there's uh you know brody always did the photos of him at like whataburger or like whatever fast food restaurant where he's like like that know, smile fully like posting with them and and that whole thing like i know people in la who do that where it's like the funniest thing but that all a lot of that came from like him just being weird and doing that and it's like we gotta gotta celebrate that guy for for a bit and all and um yeah, dude. I mean, I think that now I've gotten to the point with editing and all where I'm like, I want to contribute to the good of right. with those skills. And that that one is cool. And like, hopefully in the future, more opportunities uh, will come to, you know, make you guys laugh or cry, dude. You know, right. like really, that's just as important in the laughter than like the crying stuff. And we're all we're all kind of experiencing that, you know, for real. It was very cool to see Dalia's response to your video. And it was just oh, like, yeah, damn, yeah. you know, to, to, to have a moment where, uh, out of all the funny shit that you've done and all the cool stuff that you've done, uh, to just have this moment where somebody who was grieving the loss of a close friend and an influential member of the comedy community was just appreciative you know, yeah. that really appreciated that. That was cool. And it just kind of showed like, you know, it was another one of those moments where you go like, look how close we are. You know what I mean? Like to the people that we admire, um, yeah. that's how close so many of us are. You know what I mean? Like, and, and that, it, it, I think, you know, that also speaks to what the internet's done, what podcasting has done is it's, it's, shorten the bridge between us and the people that we admire and it's taken down the barriers it showed you that they're just normal people and it's uh allowed for moments like that to happen which are, to me that's the coolest shit that was yeah. uh, a really cool moment i agree man and like uh, in terms of you know uh that taking down that barrier or whatever i think for me it's interesting and like i've heard it, a lot of people in the ccc say like you know it's really fun to be in the group because we all know the inside jokes we all get it We're right online seeing that and i think it's no different if you're even a successful comedian or whatever it's like in your life you go around but like most people in their lives don't know all those little minute references mm -hmm. and mine they don't see what you battle and all that and like what kind of you know you really have to just put up with a lot of shit to be anybody in the world now with backlash and and fans because like on every post some people are going to like it and others are going to hate it but right but it's cool to be um you know a fan or just appreciative of an artist's work and have them like really understand it and i think that comes from the fact that like we see these guys in their work mode all the time and know the bits and i think that that's cool for them that they're like, oh, hey, somebody's involved and like is kind of like journeying this thing as well, you know, just on that on that side of the um, of the coin. Whereas maybe like in your day to day life, like they may go through their whole day and nobody brings up a cool thing they did on the 
plot, but then they could go online and fans were like, that was fucking hilarious when you right. did this, whatever. And, you know, some days I'm sure it's great and a booster. And others for them, I completely get if they don't want to see their face on doing this on that or whatever, like, and how overwhelming that would be to not have an off switch. Right, right. I can understand I completely that. completely get that. And so I don't take anything personal on the terms of, hey, if an artist tells you to back, like, doesn't want you to continue like as in that meme case or whatever it's like you don't know what people are going through on their yeah day. then they gotta log into their phone and see 20 memes every time of like people putting their faces on stuff like it's gotta be it's it's gotta be real tough man to be a big i think about that a lot the responsibility that like chris or like theo especially has because theo's so um accommodating with the you know photos and really reaching out no matter what people will right say he'll like still find a way to do that and it's like man those those guys really work hard i was i think it's a great move for any comedian though to have a podcast just because it you're yeah. working at the potential of creating a scenario where your 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 crowd is your crowd you know what i mean you're standing on the stage time, and it's all time. exactly that to me is is got to be an awesome thing. I had yeah, uh, I think it's invaluable for them right now, and I think Delia yeah. I've heard say, you know, you got to work once you're at a certain level of comedian. It's like you got your half hours and hour long specials that don't develop just overnight. Yeah, you're going to the club every night to develop it, but you need to be like in their faces every day on media or still right. telling jokes and not just on the weekends when you are gone and so i think that that's totally true and like all these guys as they're getting bigger like his opener lenochi has a podcast my buddy ari manis has a one called unlicensed therapy um and so as they're getting bigger as stand-ups just having that material to one experiment and figure out what works but then also uh creating that, that fan base yeah, and getting and also just like what you're doing, networking is honestly yeah. the biggest part of it is like, I mean, I don't, you know, as as it gets going, like if I can refer people who are like comedian like Ari, dude, who's like an opener for Theo and Santino, if you ever, man, like I'm sure he would do this, you know, and that's like, I think I'm more than happy to ask or like set. Oh, set I would that. appreciate that. That'd be great. And so it's just like that little way of like, oh, I know that dude. He's cool. Yeah. Let me help in, in a little way over time by recording right. them on video then becomes to these young people who come up. Cause that's the, that's the thing. It's like, yeah, we're making it and everybody's, uh, you know, roughly in the same age and all for us, but just like, all these guys were our heroes, you know, there's going to be younger kids who look to YouTube and look online. That's where they're looking is Instagram and online. Yeah. And like for some young kid who's out in college, maybe he sees a bleach thing or sees Dalia share it or shared a few of them. And is like, Oh cool. Like bleach must be like, you know, kind of funny. Like I'll follow it and check it out. And, and then there you go. That's like, I'm trying to have people who are into comedy who might be down for, other projects and that's like i i feel like that's how it's gonna happen um for, for that like for everybody to share network 
more important than that. It, it's building relationships. That's to yeah. me, that's the the most fundamental part of this whole thing is like I, I I hats off to anybody who makes it alone, but from day one I knew that I wasn't gonna make it alone. And if I was maybe, you know, one thing, but I, I never looked at it that way. And it and to me that isn't the fun part of it. The most fun part about this. Uh, is building the relationships. That is the coolest part because yeah. the, the, some of the best parts of my day have uh, are a direct result of the relationships that I've built because of this podcast, people that I get to communicate with on a daily basis. That is the coolest shit to me. And so, you know, I, I've seen a lot of podcasters uh, that have just taken that approach of just like, I'm going to carve out this one thing um, and, and they don't step across lines. They don't communicate with other people and they're stagnant. And that yeah. to me is, is the worst thing. But when you look at, uh, bleach media right now, it's just you. Just me. Yeah. I mean, it's built out that I, I did build it out with bleach and not my personal name. I had a few friends who built production companies based off their name. And they said that was actually one of the biggest regrets is that really they to go back and build a brand, not. A company and I was like mm, that's interesting but yeah bleach as of right now is me occasionally I'll hire an intern for tasks and as the pro I mean ideally if I get you know something pop and it's like hire out and I got like good friends out here and hopefully they would be willing to work on that you know if everyone's schedules lined up but yeah right now bleach is just just me but you are ideally if the opportunity arose, you would like to build a brand. Is that fair yeah, to say? Totally. Well, I think and, I'm doing it a little bit in a in a way that isn't on purpose, but like, uh, yeah, like for me, the the goal was bleach is just the start. Right. Of basically, my storytelling comedy angle of what I look at. Right. Uh, editing, you know, edit editing and like filming and writing. Um, and then Bleach is just kind of like a road to get to Nevermind, which is Nirvana's like main album. So I thought okay. if I make a movie, I want to have like Nevermind films. I guess what I really mean is you you do want to get to the point where, I mean, do you think like in regards, well, not even just beyond instant, but yeah, creating this thing that employs more than you, that is a multifaceted, I mean... It sounds like you've already got yeah. plans that lean in that direction. Yeah, and the big, the thing, only thing I'll distinguish it that is, uh, so when I first started Bleach, I actually got like a lot of people reaching out wanting these types of videos that had okay. nothing to do with comedy. They wanted to do sports. They have this podcast. They have that podcast. They want it for their friends' bar mitzvah. It's like whatever you could think of, dude. They right. want, and some were like bigger people, and others weren't. And I just didn't do them. Because I was like, I don't have any desire yeah. to be a build-out bleach as a bobblehead lab that is not comedy stand-up podcast related. Mm -hmm. uh, so for me, my goal would be to build first a uh, <laughs> a cat cat house play thing. Um, yeah, trying to get this goddamn cat out of here. It's so funny. It's awesome, dude. No worries. I got my pets and my pet my snake and chameleon easier. Uh, yeah. Do they so, demand um, lap time like that? <laughs> lap time. Uh, so would be to build out Bleach with a core team of artists who I really respect. 
Yes. As small as possible, but as dope as possible. So anybody in there, and, and let's say, like, ideally, somebody wants to make this pilot. Right. Like, if I had to independently produce it with a budget, if I could hire, get two edit bays and hire, like, two other people who I really trusted and who I was fine sharing how I do things with, this is another thing. If I call somebody in, I show them what I'm doing, then they're out. Right. I've done that at places, but it's like Bleach is so uh, beyond jib jab or like Barstool does some bobblehead stuff if you've seen that. But there's I think no, I have, yeah. Not custom audio, custom storyline. You know, that's a little bit different. So I, I just want to bring in a tight group of artists who I really respect versus the like media route where – if I just wanted to hire editors, show them how to do it, knockoff, and and be like, yeah, I'm gonna charge these sports guys this, this comedian that. I do some contract work, but I really just stopped because I was like, and people get mad. People want to be like, well, why am I not in the next videos? You know, right. it's like, I, I'm at the point where I'm like, well, am I gonna be hustling bobblehead videos as a career? Am I gonna no? I need to do a something that's a real big idea I've developed and make that happen just to feel like I'm not going crazy with myself. But yeah, I want to build it out, but totally artists, uh, friends, artists first in that core team, and then if it was like projects were popping and money's around cool yeah sure right but, um, but then the name of the game is to keep it something that you just enjoy right yeah. because you never want to just start doing bobblehead shit for random uh you know no people that show up because then it's it's the work it's not Who's, the love it's the work yeah and they aren't as funny that's first and foremost like a lot of this dude i fuck with talia because like he's hilarious his voice is the shit yeah, his voice is literally fire to edit to, and I've I've cut so many people, I've thousands of people in my life, and like Delia's voice when I cut that dude, it just rips. Right. Whatever his cadence is, his delivery, his idea, like, uh, so so if I change that up and I start doing people who I don't really vibe with, it it just it doesn't come out funny. It doesn't look good. I put out duds, dude. Like I, you know, I'm trying. I'm trying, right, but right, of course. we've all done, you know, pay gigs here and there. Well, that's what it is, though. I mean, you know, that's the other thing, too, is you don't really know if a thing is going to work until you try that's it. And, thing. you know, like, oh, shit, I don't want to do that again. And I got into a weird. So when the first of the year rolled through, I was like, bleach 100. Like, I'm going to do what it takes to just experiment. Like, I've tried everything of doing a lot, not doing a lot. So I decided to do a lot. Right. I was like, man, the ones I spend all the time on. Like Game of Thrones didn't even have over 10,000 views or whatever till later. It had good feedback and everybody loves that one. But like what I'm trying to think of some stupid like the dentless mullet dude videos are like 150 or close to that. And it's like him being like no fucking dents like which is hilarious. <laughs> funny, but the, the amount of time that took me in comparison to do Game of Thrones took time and like i had to sit back and really think and who i could use and all but that won't get you sometimes the traffic that a stupid one will be and then it becomes but what's worth it what are you trying to do because at the end of the day you just gotta go to the night and like, actually like you know do all that 
I got to ask you, dude, what is that? Because you are not the only person. You are one of many people that I have talked to on this podcast who have told me the same fucking thing where it's like you they can pour their heart into a thing. Yeah. And that will get good feedback. But then it's the stupid thing that really didn't take much. And yeah. they don't know why that caught like wildfire. That theme is so consistent multiple things a lot of it is bigger than the artist it depends on instagram and what is going on in the world and what their algorithm is searching for and how topical it is so if i do a thing that's like uh right now i don't know if i'll have time to cut it i'm gonna you know in a little off to go but i'm gonna try and get one that's like bachelor cutting chris into some bachelor shit because it's bachelor night or whatever so it's like a lot of it is strategic, but then the others like Game of Thrones, dude, like you just want to do that because it's badass, you know, right. but like it has to do with what's going on in the world, what people are searching for, if it hit the feed at the right time, what other people were posting. So there's so much other stuff that, and that's why I feel like the memes guys can post a lot because they're way, they're looking to hit one big one. For the bleach, what I realize is, with the people what i try to do with bleach is like i want you to like it before you even see the video i want you to see that image and be like that's hilarious like now i'm gonna watch the full thing right that's the goal because like people don't want that on instagram though people and myself included if i could find sometimes i'm more likely to like a silly thing that took no time because my brain can comprehend it in two seconds. Right. And I'm like, boom, that's a like, oh, hey, that's funny. That's a like. But it's not like if you sat down Game of Thrones, really watched it, and you're like, I like this. Like, that's a love. Right. But those other ones are going to get better traffic because maybe you're, I'm trying to like give people too much. So that's why I say, I don't know how much bigger Bleach will get because it is very niche like that. But I feel like then now, it's time to expand. Yeah, that's just where I'm at, dude. I just have I to think do you're it. right. I think that's I, a great I have move. to do it for myself, dude. Right. As it artist. sounds like for your own desire San- ex- expansion Ins- is yeah, your own sanity. Insanity. It's like that's become the thing. I just have to do that now. And um but I think the internet is just a bizarre place where you get you, you never you never know, but I think it is topically based though. That does that does play a big thing. If it's topical, if a comedian or somebody bigger, because actually, if you want to be real, uh, Dali and them are big, but compared to like these these crazy influencers with the 16 million and oh, yeah. it's like they still very small in, in niche in that world. I mean, we're dealing in the comments that range up to maybe 5,000 if it's crazy for like Rogan or Dalia, but like artists I know who are not even as famous in the real world, but on Insta are like artists, upcoming musicians, they do the opposite where they drop one post in a blue moon, but it's like 10,000, you know, so traffic, the internet, it's all just fucking crazy, man. I think it's that back to that relationship, but um, yeah, having that content that's easy to understand in a second, I feel that, like we'll yeah, being digestible or likes. But might not get you more comments if you notice Bleach has a really good engagement for the delete, you know, for the certain videos of people engaging comment wise and tagging friends. Um, I found that in the meme culture of, of still image, 
you'll get a lot of likes, but maybe not as high of engagement where it'll settle around the 20 comment mark. Bleach has the potential to, if it's like the uh, biggest video I think I've done was actually like two times ago was the stupid Kanye, uh, Kanye and Chris singing that. So, so silly, barely took any time on my part in retrospect to like real ones. And that one had like, dude, I think it's going to like 6,000 likes, dude. Wow. Something like crazy like that. Uh, and it got shared around and all this. And, you know, that's still nothing to do with Bleach, uh, the, the comedy and editing. That's all just novelty and like me being smart about making an internet meme. Right, right. Which is great, but it's like I'm trying to do both. And, you know, in the future, hopefully I can hire people who are like my friends who understand where I could be like, let's make this or try it. Right. That's going to be the best way, because even if it ensures that, like, even it ensures you're going to have fun. And that's the most important thing, because that's what shines through in the end is like, did you have fun doing this? So to surround yourself with creative people who not only have talent, but are also your friends is going to make sure that the project is fun. And the more fun you have on it, I think the better better it's going to end up in the end. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the most important part. Yeah, and I learned that. Are you a fan of Workaholics at all? Or have I've watched the show, that? but not much of it. Okay. Well, yeah, it's just like, you know, back to the principle, though. Like, for me, it's uh, always sunny. You know, always sunny yeah. or curb. It's all these single influence me. Was, for me, it was like curb, always sunny, Workaholics, in that linear single camera sitcom. Right. And for me, it was always about, you could tell their good friend, like, L- Larry David and Richard Lewis and Funkhauser like are all really friends when they yell at each other. Workaholics always sunny. They're degenerates. Always sunny. They still are. Or the the people who created the show are all like best friends. Right. And you can tell that in the show. Same with workaholics. And I hope I'm lucky enough to get to do that. But when it's friends making the show, that those are the ones that become the 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 legends because like you can't recreate that it's no just it's vibe. chemistry it's yeah, a matter it's a of chemistry that's why i i tell people like i've done shows uh with a lot of people that you know were big names whether it's on instagram or i've had you know comedians on and things like that and it's like they were great shows uh but my favorite shows are the ones that i do with people that i'm personal friends with because there's number one uh the pressure is off, but number two, the chemistry is there. And that's the yeah. main thing is like, that's what makes so many of these, that's what makes the fighter and the kid great, you know, yeah. is Brian and Brendan, you can't fake that chemistry, you know, they're best friends. Right. And I'm that's laughing. a huge I'm part like going of it. Over things in my head as you're saying that, that are so funny. It's great. Yeah. That dynamic is insane. And, and like, yeah, all these guys do, that's what being a comedian is, is basically like being like you're with your friends all right. the time and like holding your ground to that no matter what people or society says you have to do to right. make and something work or be successful. That and- is honestly where my show comes from because as much it is is as much as it is doing what I want to do, it's also me doing my best to find more or less like my people. You know what I mean? Because I, I, that's, that's where the whole thing where I belong comes from is because I'm trying to find through communicating with all these different people, some slot to fit into where I'm happy. That's it. I dig the theme, dude. It's like, 
I see you have all the stuff you need. It's just something I, there's got to be like once that little push happens, you have everything in order. You know what I mean? You got the name, the story, the the scene in terms of like the art. It's all there. So It'll I love come the name where I belong. It sounds like, yeah, it's like a band almost. You, you know? know where that comes from? People give me shit about it all the time, especially like Nathan and Chase. They fucking bust my chops about it. But it's like it it honestly comes from uh, my favorite Disney movie when I was a kid, which is Hercules. Uh, okay. And they, there's a song in there uh, that I think the song is called Where I Belong. So it comes from a fucking Disney movie. But to me, that was always the thing is like, you know, uh, uh, my, my humor, um, my 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 likes the things that i'm into has always been very hard to find you know my group or whatever and and also to find like my occupation like that you know i'm a i'm a welder by trade but the last place that i need to be is in a shop uh doing you know just a, a dusty old shop welding shit with a bunch of old dudes around me and so everything has always been trying to find my niche or whatever but uh so that's that's basically what this is but that's it it's it's finding the 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 people that you have the most chemistry with and 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 you know, valuing those relationships, which is great to have a podcast, man, because I get to test out all those relationships. But yeah. uh, we're getting the, the, the two hour mark. And I just want to say that um, the coolest part about this was hearing about your ideas, man. I'm I'm so behind. I wish I could just tell it, dude, if you know, I wish I could just tell you like what it is. The, Bro, the you can pot. tell me, I will shut my fucking mouth. If you ever feel so inclined to just leak some information in my DMs, let me tell you how much I'll shut my fucking mouth and just be happy <laughs> with that knowledge, dude. But it's yeah. so cool to hear uh, that, you know, somebody like you who has had a lot of success in what you're doing, but also has the creative wherewithal and also has the technical capabilities. So you have all of the gear, you have all the ability to do it. And to hear that that's where your head is going, that's fucking exciting, man. That's yeah, very man. cool to hear. I'm very happy about that. That is, uh, I, I, I won't forget it. that. It's going to be something that I'm holding. I'll, I'll be in your, your DMS, uh, every month being like, yo, what's, you know, what, you what's, the word on? what's, what's going on? You doing that thing? Well, dude, yeah, I got meetings this week. Uh, wow, nothing beautiful. Like, no, nothing. Well, for me, it's huge, but it's like very early stages. Um, and that, that would be great. But at the same time, I want to leave it with also, hey, the bleach thing has been like great. I did the, the I had the skills I did, but a lot of it was just luck. Chilling with cool people, fucking having fun, being silly. And right. Uh, I don't take it for granted, but at the same time, I realize in our culture, we live in a here today, gone tomorrow type world. So for what it's worth, I think that like, I appreciate meeting you and meeting everybody and, you know, whether or not any of this cool, you know, ideas can happen. It's fun to at least dream, dude. And hey, right. No, we got we all got a cool dream. And like each each one of us wakes up and goes to bed with these like little ideas that we have and we better our our version of that each day. And it's it's just like, yeah, it's so special, man. And and uh yeah, just thanks for having me on, dude. And like well, Listen, you know, man, you, you, you call it luck. Uh, and, and I cool. That's cool. That's, that's being modest, but to, for luck to happen, you have to put yourself in the way of luck and that's called fucking work. So, yeah. you know, it's not, it doesn't just happen on its own, man. You've been out there, you've been prolific, you've been putting in the footwork and <laughs> you've made it easy for luck to find you. That's, that's yeah. what counts, man. You can't, people aren't lucky sitting on their fucking sofas. You know, that, that luck doesn't find you there. 
Luck finds you you out. You have to try it out? I think you do have to try it out. And that was high and tight. Uh, Listen, Andrew, I really appreciate you making the time for me. I know two hours is a long time, but uh, I had a blast. I'm happy to hear about the things that you're working on. And can you tell uh, fans of where I belong, where they can find you? Yeah, sure. So just uh, best places on Instagram, Bleach Media Official. Uh, And then if you want to watch anything in HD, I upload everything to YouTube so you could Apple Apple stream it there and everything's broken down by playlist for your favorite comedian. So you could go to Dalia, Theo, Fighter and the Kid and hit play and you'll be on a list uh, to watch all of that in HD. And then, yeah, man. So just thanks again. And hopefully next time I check in with you, I'll have an update and I'll still keep you posted behind. And, uh, Dude, know. I want to know. I want to know. So yeah. I'm so hyped about that. That's such a fucking cool idea. It's early and stages, I'm... but the hype, there's some hypes, some hypes. What? As far as big names uh, in our community who can take on projects like that, I'm happy to hear that you're trying to tackle this, dude. That's very exciting. Uh, So thank you, everybody, for listening to Where I Belong. Uh, It's been another great episode. If you feel so inclined, go check out the show on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube. You can find me there at Where I Belong. And while you're there, if you like what you hear, please leave a rating, a review, subscribe. Uh, All of those things help the show to get coverage and I appreciate the shit out of moves like that. I really do. Um, Facebook and Instagram, you can find me there at Where I Belong Podcast. That's all one word. No, no, uh, no underscores, nothing like that. On Twitter, you can find me at Where I Belong P. And if you want to just cut the crap and go straight to it, you can go to Where I Belong Podcast.com where you'll have access to every link that's going to bring you to my social media, that's going to bring you to my iTunes, all that stuff. And you'll also have a link to my Patreon. If you want to, please. Click there, and if you uh, if you like the show and you want to support it, you can do it for as little as a dollar a month. My Patreon will take care of all that for you. It's a really easy process, and all of that money goes towards new gear, uh, you know, microphones, lighting, all of that stuff, soundproofing. Everything goes straight to making the show better. So if you feel like you want to support and you don't know how, there's your way. Uh, thank you so much, Andrew. I really appreciate it, and uh, Godspeed to Bleach Media. <laughs> Likewise, man. Um, I hope, you know, we all find where we belong. Oh, yes. We'll be, we'll be checking in soon. If nothing, I'll see you at Cool Guy Club meeting on uh, Friday. Is it still Friday? It is. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I can make it. Skype group chat, though, so. uh, All right. That's great. Awesome. Awesome. All right, brother. Well, uh, until next time, I'll catch you later. All right, dude. Thanks again, man. See ya. Peace. nothing you could do to stop the impending doom of you and everyone you love dying where i belong podcast